0: Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's interview podcast. My guest this week is Hugh Spencer, who is the director and president of the Saints, the Volunteers for the Performing Arts. Hello, Hugh. Hi, Tom. Tell us what the Saints are for for some of our listeners who may not be familiar.
1: Well, they see Saints all over Chicago and in theaters. We are in most of the theaters that have need for ushers. There are, of course, some that are really so small that they don't even have tickets. They give you a program and say, go in and sit down. Um, Otherwise, we are at most of the theaters. Primarily, we are ushering. Uh, In the past, we used to do such things as mailing parties, but theaters don't do that much anymore. And uh, one very interesting thing we used to do in the past was that equity rules say that if a theater has a certain amount of time between shows, like two shows on Saturday, they had to feed the actors. And so they would call upon the saints, and we would bring food for the actors between the shows. And we would have two groups of people doing it. One would bring the food and set it all up and see the second show, and the other group would bring the food, see the first show, and clean it up afterwards.
0: I gotta and, ask you, where'd the food come from?
1: Uh, we all did it. We all created it. They, they would give us, uh, specific things on what to bring or what not to bring. In other words, no really heavy starchy foods was one of the things. So a lot of it would be things like pasta and salads and, uh, things like that. Casseroles were, were something big.
0: That's amazing. And you stopped doing that.
1: Uh, we just had no call for doing it. I don't think we've done that for five to six years now. But it was a lot of fun. We'd get a chance to eat with the actors and shoot the breeze with them. And, uh, and I think they enjoyed getting a home cooked meal instead of the theater running out for pizza.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure they did. And, I, and, I, and I'm sure, uh, knowing a, a bunch of the saints that it, it must have been like eating, uh, Right at someone's, uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, pretty much so. It was always leftover food. That's amazing. So. And w- which we would generally
1: leave for them and say, hey, you probably got a show or two tomorrow. Go ahead and keep it and take it home if you want to. Actors, actors, uh, don't necessarily eat well sometimes. The idea of a starving actor is, is out there.
0: Yeah, especially when they're doing four shows on the weekend.
1: That's when they would have the, the two shows and they would have like a, Two hours in between times.
0: So tell us now how the Saints got started.
1: The Saints got started 31 years ago when a group of small, small group of people got linked up with the St. Nicholas Theater. And not too long after that, the St. Nicholas Theater went under. I don't know if this is a cause and effect, <laughs> but. It I happened. doubt
2: it. I doubt it.
0: <laughs>
1: That happened. Anyway, so the group just decided not to attach themselves to another theater, just to become freelance. And at that time, the off-loop theater scene was really pretty small. And uh, eventually, the word spread and the number of theaters spread. And uh, when we joined 25 years ago, uh, generally speaking, you were calling the theater to usher. And the theaters finally got to realize that the box office people had more things to do than the sign-up ushers. So we would provide them with a saint coordinator who would do all the work, who would take the phone calls, uh, now take the emails, provide the theater with a list, and uh, the theaters would have nothing to do except know who was coming and do the usual orientation to ushers.
0: Well, that's terrific. So, so now each theater that that you usher for has a coordinator,
1: right? Yeah, and the coordinator does does all the sign up work, uh, and in case of cancellations, takes care of filling the cancellations.
0: All right. Let me ask you a basic question: Why would someone volunteer to be an usher? What's What's kind of in it for them? I see what's in it for the theaters, and it's a valuable service.
1: Well, of course you could say that the, you're seeing the show for free, but on the other hand, you're really making a trade-off. It's free in money-wise, but we arrive anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half ahead of time. Uh, we'll perform such duties as stuffing programs, uh, maybe checking the house to see if the last group of ushers did a complete job of picking up. We are working at intermission to sometimes keep drinks out of the theater. And after the show, we are doing a queen up there. So it's not necessarily a free theater.
0: Yeah, I've also seen Saints uh, manning uh, the, the concessions.
1: Sometimes we do concessions. Uh, sometimes we are outside saying, okay, this is the way to the parking lot. So we do a number of things besides just ushering. Uh, in some theaters, we take tickets. Uh, or use the scanners. Uh, so we are not just ushers. We have various jobs to do, and the larger the theater is, the more jobs there are to do.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that. Uh, so I guess I'll ask this a couple times, but in general, uh, how would someone become a member of the Saints?
1: Well, our dues for a first timer are $70. And you would go to www.saintchicago.org. And there is a place to click right there where it says how to become a member. Now, we do require a, uh, a mandatory orientation before somebody can become a member. And what the orientation would cover is things like our dress code, uh, how to sign up for a show, what is expected of you at the theater, uh just generally an hour and a half to two hours of preparation for becoming a saint. At that point, if you've gone through the orientation and you decide you want to go through with it, then you pay your money and you are a saint. And then what happens is that immediately you get our information about shows. We we have two ways of giving people information. One is a monthly newsletter which they can get online for which they can pay a little extra for and get by mail, and the other one is a cyber line that comes out three times a week and just comes right to your computer, and we'll tell you about uh, cancellations, maybe a brand new show that is coming up sooner than we thought it was, and then after they get all this information, they can contact the coordinator and can sign up for a show. Uh, of course, they have to mutually agree on a date that's available, because obviously there can be more demand than there is uh, supply. At, uh, I mean, yeah, more demand than there is supply at the, at some theaters.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the I'm sure the bigger ones. Uh, let me ask you this: at at some places, uh, particularly the Goodman, one that comes to mind, um, I go to all their openings, and I pretty much see all the same saints at each well, opening good. on the opening night. How does that work?
1: The Goodman has no connection at all with the Saints. Oh. They have always maintained that they want to control their own ushers. And they do have, as far as I know, one person who basically signs up opening night ushers. And otherwise the so you do see the same people. And otherwise, uh basically they sign up their own people. Most of them are probably saints.
0: Yeah, but cause I think they are because I see them at other places with the Saints' uh, uh, name tag, at least a number of them.
1: Right, but Goodman has their own name tag. So we have our name tags in a few theaters like Goodman, like um, Chicago Symphony, like uh, Steppenwolf provide their own name tags. And we just trade ours in for theirs and get them back after the show.
0: You see, now, what is the basic uniform? Isn't it, is not its it the uh, the tuxedo?
1: Well, we have what we call Penguin, which is basically tuxedo without having to worry about the stripe down, the pants, and the ruffled shirt. And that's the the top-of-the-line one that we do at the auditorium, at Symphony Center, Harris Theater, and North Shore Center are the ones I think of. And then there is black and white, which is solid white top, solid black bottom, uh, mostly pants. Women can wear skirts if they want to. And then we get down to the smaller theaters where it's just nice, which pretty much explains what it is. Uh, No jeans, no tennis shoes, no T-shirts. And now some of the theaters are starting in an all black, which is pretty much defined. I never understood that because if they want to find an usher in the dark, (laughs) good luck.
0: Yeah, I guess that maybe that's the easiest color to come up with. But I have noticed that, the all black at some of the theaters. So tell us now. Uh, give us a general profile of the type of people that uh, become saints. I, I know a lot of them are given. There are tend to be older, uh, real theater goers. But I've been noticing when I go on off nights to of some shows, a lot of younger people getting involved, and, and it's just a real cross section.
1: We had a bad rap at one time of somebody saying, "Hey, the saints—that's just a bunch of old people." Well, if you realize it, when people get to be retired, they've got the time to do these sorts of things. Now, granted, a lot of it is at night, but for some people, being out till 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night and getting up the next morning to go to work, uh, can be a little bit of a stretch. So, you do see a lot of people who are older. However, we are now getting a bunch of new people in, of young people, and, uh, it's nice to see uh and it's hard to say because uh how many people do how many shows a week. I mean we've got one couple in ten years has saved I think their figure was something like ten thousand dollars. Maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars by going to shows and keeping track of the ticket prices.
0: I think it's closer to to a hundred thousand because I think it may be. I've done that calculation on on you know what what I get for you know for reviewing the shows. Uh, and it, it adds up pretty fast.
1: Well, especially since ticket prices now have gone up a lot, which is why our dues at $52 for renewal is an absolute steal, because you can sit in a seat that is more than $52 and get your dues back in one night. And it, it's really odd because we have members who will say, oh, well, that's too much to pay. I think, well, you seem to have lost track of... Uh, what tickets prices are now. Yeah. I mean, at Symphony Center, we sit in tickets that are over a hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, so, that easily over a hundred.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really amazing that, uh, ticket prices used to be down in the 20, $25 level for people like Victory Gardens, and now they're up in the 40 to $50 level.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the costs keep going up. Uh, and it, I agree with you. That is a it's $70 for, a, First-time uh member at $52. That's per year, I assume.
1: Yeah, it, it is. And I, I should really mention that the Saints have another function in uh donating money to theaters. We have a grants program, a committee that handles this. And we solicit grants from nonprofit theaters of things that they would like to have. And our committee looks at them and decides which ones are the most deserving of being funded. And we gave away over seventy thousand dollars in grants last year to wow. various theater companies. Uh, one that you might notice is that there is a television screen in the lobby of the theater building slash stage seven seven three, which announces upcoming events.
2: Yes, I have uh, noticed.
1: That. That's that's ours. Uh, upstairs, at the greenhouse, there's a screen outside the studio theater doing the same thing. That's ours. Uh, another one we just experienced is the sound system at Khan Auditorium, which is much superior at, for Light Opera Works, which is much superior to what they had. Oh, they again, needed
0: that so bad. Again,
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah. I didn't know you guys uh, donated and, that.
1: Great. And, that, and that's ours. So, I mean, we really are, are supporting the theaters in ways that, uh, are maybe more important than providing ushers. Because, you know, as, as I have often said to people who say, why do you spend this money? We say, hey, if there are no theaters, there are no ushers. If there are no ushers, there's no saints.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I was at uh provision theater when, uh, when you guys presented them with, uh, they, you got a grant for a, a big video projection for them to use on stage.
1: Oh, okay. I was not aware of that one. It's hard to keep track of them. I think there were something like 20 different grants.
0: How does a theater uh, company, what's the requirements for them to get involved with uh, your grant program?
1: If they go to our website, uh, there is another place in there to apply for a grant, and they have to fill out all sorts of things. I've never been on the committee before. Okay. Um, But it's a matter of uh, proving who you are uh, as far as financial, in other words, uh, we, years and years and years ago, before we had a committee, we would just find projects and give them money. And one of our board members uh found a company in his neighborhood in the South Suburbs called the Fake Shrubbery Theater Company, which I love the name. Yeah. And we gave them some money. It was just a few hundred dollars, and they totally disappeared from the radar. They <laughs> were never seen again.
0: Maybe so, that was good money well spent.
1: I don't know maybe they were just paying off their debts or they moved somewhere else but
0: amazing. So anyway
1: that that's what we want to avoid. We want to make sure that these companies are established companies and we are not giving them money for operating funds. We're giving them money for specific things. Uh we did I think Soda Dance Company we provided them with money for a choreographer and uh, we've done one for a writer's uh Writer in residence project for another theater. So it, it really goes all across the board and it's not necessarily theater. It can be dance. It can be music. It can be, um, any type of, uh, arts, performing they, arts company. Do they have
0: to be a non-for-profit?
1: Yes, because, uh, it turns out that our charter, I believe, uh, prohibits us from giving it to for-profit organizations. And
0: you are, uh, the Saints are, are non-for-profit.
1: We are non-profit also. Yes.
0: So any donations that, that, uh, would come your way would be tax deductible? Right. Great. All right. Where, where would someone go if they, they say, geez, you know, I don't want to ush, but I, I like what you guys do and I'd like to send you a check. Where, where would they, where, where could they go to do that?
1: Oh, my goodness. That, that sounds great.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gotta put it in there. There's, you know, there's a, a few people that, uh, that would rather, you know, pay than, than do the work. So the money, you don't mind t- getting a donation, do you?
1: Oh. Not at all. We are is at the Athenaeum Building, which is 2930 North South room 203. And we would love to have uh, any donations that somebody would like to make.
0: Well, That's, that's terrific. Uh, um, so now, give us an idea of how many members you have.
1: We now have about 2,000 members. Oh. Uh, our membership year just changed. So we have people who drop out, and then we have people who come back. When I joined the Saints 25 years ago, there were 35 members. And the thing that really gave us a boost to start with was when we were, we got into the auditorium theater and Phantom of the Opera came in. And our membership in a matter of two or three months went from something like 100 to 900.
0: Well, it was cheaper to join you guys than to buy a full price ticket.
1: That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the drawback was that the run was virtually sold out, so we had to stand on the back. <laughs> but anyway, uh, our membership person at the time was kept very, very busy processing, uh, memberships. But, uh, I've forgotten who it was at the time, but it managed to get done. And then as word gets around, uh, people refer other people, uh, somebody joins and says, I'd like to get a friend to join and we can usher together. And it just keeps snowballing.
0: And, and so now we gotta go into the mechanisms of now you have 2,000 members. And although there's a lot of theater in Chicago, uh, how do you figure out who goes to what theater when? I'm sure, you know, let's say, a, uh, there's a new show starting in the next couple of days at, at, uh, say, say Steppenwolf or Writer's Theater opens a new show. Uh, how do you guys figure out who's going to where?
1: Well, I, I tell people when I do an orientation, I say, first of all, make sure you get it right the first time because time is of the essence. The newsletter goes online the first day of the month. So if I were to look at the newsletter and I would scan through and see what it is I might be interested in going to see, uh, for example, coming up in this next newsletter is they're playing our song out at Pheasant Run.
2: Mm-hmm. I haven't
1: seen the show for probably 30 years, so I definitely want to see it. So I would look at my calendar and see what dates I have available, and I would contact the coordinator and say, Charmaine and I would like to usher for it. They're playing our song, and give her a whole bunch of dates. And then she would be taking these in order, so if the first two dates I gave her were already filled by somebody else, then I might get the third date, and she would send back a confirmation on it. Now, our newsletter is very complete. Our editor really knows his stuff. And he will not only list the show and information about it, maybe who played the original, they're playing our song, who wrote the musical, and so on. And then this, it will always list what the dates are it's playing, what time it's playing, where the theater is, what the dress code is, how many ushers they take, uh, even down to parking information, how to get there by CTA, uh, all sorts of things.
0: That is so, That sounds complex. I wish every press release I got had that, had all that information in.
1: Yeah, that, that's the, Mark just gets it from who knows where. A lot of it is his own brain, but we do a lot of it on the internet too, of just calling up websites for theaters and uh, getting the information from there. So basically speaking, uh, it's up to somebody to be flexible as far as dates go and to get there early
0: and try and beat out other people. So now it's the first of the month, and let's say the, the five most popular shows have five coordinators, uh, and they're deluged with requests. How, how do they pick out who goes opening night, and who goes the next night? Hey,
1: well, opening night is a totally different thing. The coordinator gets first dibs on opening night, so the coordinator can can invite who he or she wants, including herself, obviously.
0: Well, that's 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 fair enough. They got to get something fair. for the work. Sure, I agree. Well, I'm yeah. I mean, all
1: of us are not all of us are unpaid. Nobody gets any money
0: for any of this. So, I mean, that's
1: a perk the coordinator gets. Okay, but you just basically take it in line and uh if the first person has a date that is available, that person gets that date and it just goes down the way. The people who really suffer are the people who give you one date and that date's gone and there's nothing else for them.
0: Yeah, uh, they could lose the whole show, right? Because right, yeah. You, you only gave one date and that date's filled. You yeah. Yeah. You know. So the so smart one is to is to be flexible on the dates and get your schedule in pretty fast.
1: Exactly. And then the, uh, of course some of the theaters, uh, it's harder to fill some shows than others. Uh, and also you get a theater like, uh, Chicago Shakespeare, which uses one heck of a lot of ushers. Yeah. And, they do. Yeah. And so they actually, we can't even fill all the spots there. They go to outsiders to fill those, but probably half of our theaters take one or two ushers. So those go pretty fast. Uh, and then you get something like Pheasant Run, which is out in St. Charles, so you've got a, a pretty limited group of people who work out there, who live in the western suburbs, and, uh, you're not gonna get city people to run out there. The same way as you don't get people from the north side generally to go down this theater at the center in Munster.
0: Yeah, that's true. You do, you do, uh, you do that theater also.
1: We go from Munster up to, uh, Lake County, to Lake Forest and out to St. Charles. So we've got a pretty good spread. And and we get these because sometimes we go after a theater. If we read that a new theater is opening, like Theater With, mm-hmm. uh we jump on that and go after them and tell them what we have to offer as an organization. Uh, sometimes theaters will contact us. Some of them might be rather unlikely theaters uh, that we would think are too small. And they might ask for one usher because they can't afford to give seats for two ushers. And uh, and as far as sitting goes, the about the only requirement that we ask is that the ushers be seated before the lights go out.
0: Okay. Yeah, we, I noticed uh, that. It's sometimes you know a few seconds before, but that's good, so they're not fumbling around in the dark. Yeah.
1: Well, that's dangerous. Yeah. And and in virtually every theater, the house management or Staff people seat latecomers, so it's it's no particular problem to get us in there. Uh, and and some theaters are really very sticky about where you sit. They don't want you climbing over a patron. Other theaters say, go ahead and find any seat you want to. Um, so just leave us the aisle seats in case we have to seat
0: latecomers. Okay. So uh, we, how often do you are you not able to uh, to send ushers to a show? Does that happen often?
1: Well, that's hard to say you mean because it's
0: filled well, no, no, I'm just saying that, that uh uh you have a bunch of dates for a show, and uh just not uh, people just aren't putting in for those dates you know in other words, you have blanks in the schedule where, where nobody's volunteering for those dates My question is, does that happen often
2: it It
1: happens we've never really uh traced it down to see. Uh, how often it happens. But everybody has different tastes. It's, it's really funny because sometimes you get something that you figure would be very popular and it may be popular with you but not with other people. And sometimes there's a show that you really think would be a dog and everybody wants to see it. And, uh, so it's hard to say. That's why our cyber line comes out because we have last-minute cancellations or shows that didn't get filled, and we give it a chance because our newsletter runs 32 pages. It's Time magazine size mm-hmm. and it runs 32 pages, and it's nine-point type. So just the sheer volume is enough that maybe somebody just overlooked the show. And by seeing it on the Cyberline, which is more like 14-point type uh, and beautiful colors, uh, there's this show that, oh, I didn't realize that show was on and could fill a last-minute vacancy.
0: Uh, do do the coordinators uh, sometimes uh, call people up and ask them to cover a show?
1: They could do that, too, if they have regulars. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes people would do it. I, I know a couple of cases where people would say, well, I'll go out and usher the show and get the people seated, but I have to leave. And uh, they say, you know, that's fine.
0: Wow. Now that's real dedication.
1: Well, it, it happens. I mean, I've done that at the greenhouse. I think I ushered four shows in one night. I saw two of them and ushered the other two because of the staggered time that they started. Okay. So I ushered at five o'clock, saw the five thirty, and so on. So I mean, it happens. And uh, if you're nearby, I mean, it also happens. It's it's very nice.
0: Well, I, and I've noticed the professionalism of the uh, of the Saints. It's been my I'm one of those who comes to. You know, I go to most shows early, so I'm kind of hanging around, and, and I, I, I hear the talks they get from the house managers, and so, and I see their their dedication, and I, 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 well, I must say, I'm, I'm impressed with, with, uh, and, and I, I'm, I've probably run across several hundred of your members, you know, over the years.
1: So you yeah, have, well, this this is the reason why we had, you know, uh, we didn't do mandatory orientation for too many years, and I've been pushing it for a long time. And, uh, this is the reason. So we tell people what we expect of them. And I'm sure there are a number of people who hear the orientation and say, I can't live up to that standard. I can't live up to the dress code. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't want to wear a black coat, but I do want to usher here. Uh, and they just decide either not to renew or not to join in the first place. So we really expect a lot of our people.
0: Yeah. And, but, but my experience is, They live up to it. At least the ones I see. And, you know, I'm, one time or another, I'm at just about every theater you, you guys usher at. Mm -hmm. And, and most of them have been tremendous. You you should be proud. You're doing, you're doing things right.
1: I I think that we have out of 2000 members, probably 100 or 200 of them do 85 to 90% of the ushering. Uh, it's just people, (laughs) well, for some people, it's just, uh, it just grows on you. You see one play by a particular author, you just want to go back and find everything by that author. Uh, and so, you definitely get people who are experienced, who know what they're doing, and who love to do it, and who are also aware that uh, how important we are. Uh, you know, occasionally you get a person who is there for the wrong reason, like audience members.
0: So... Tell me and, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I'm also impressed with is is how knowledgeable uh, the saints, those who who go to a lot of theater, uh, become about theater. I mean, I, I we we you know I talk to some of them uh, about you know other shows and things, and they're they're some pretty hip people. They know their theater.
1: Well, I think that uh, it it's really important to prepare yourself for the theater so that you're there for the right reason. Uh, it's it's the same thing with an audience member, for that matter. If you're there just because the theater is nearby or because the show is free, that's or the show is short, some people just love to go to short shows uh, but wouldn't go to a very long O'Neill play, for example. Um, if, if you're there for the wrong reason, you shouldn't be there, especially if you're robbing somebody else who was there for the right reason. Um, so that's why you know it we uh we really like to see the people who know their stuff and are are well prepared to know what they're there for
0: well they certainly are, and in the couple minutes we got left uh, what are some of the future plans or goals for the saints organization
1: well the the Saints is pretty much of a self maintenance sort of a thing, in other words, um we can't expand until there's somebody to expand to. Uh, we would love to give away more money. And uh, this past year, we raised our dues $7. So we should have more do- money to donate to theaters. Um, I, I have left totally out something else that we do, which goes back to the matter of the being informed. Uh, five or six times a year, we have a membership meeting on a Monday night, one a month. And we invite somebody to come and speak to us about various aspects of theater.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: And we uh, we meet at various theaters around the city, wherever we can get space and wherever there's at least a hundred seats. And uh, Monday of last week, we heard from Michael Halberstam, who was wonderful.
0: Oh yeah, he's a very smart guy.
1: Uh, We've heard from uh, Mike Neusbaum, who was absolutely delightful. Uh, we've had playwrights, we had a critics, uh, uh, round table at one time. Um it, and, and this again gets a good core audience of people who really start learning about the theater from different aspects. Uh, it's been too long since we had a fight coordinator. I keep pushing for us to get a fight coordinator again because they're always fun, especially when they ask for audience participation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so,
1: I but, can see but, that. those, but that's another perk. It's uh, free to members. We put it in the newsletter, and uh, they come or don't come. And at that meeting also, after all the business is done, we have coordinators there who will sign people up in person. And very often, there's a show that has not yet opened in the newsletter that they get first crack at.
2: Oh, uh, good
0: incentive to go to the meetings.
1: Well, that happened with Greece. Uh, The first time before Greece's extension, it was first offered at the meeting and totally filled. So the people who got the newsletter didn't even have a chance on it.
0: Well, that's first come, first serve. That's how it works, huh?
1: That's it. And we keep on saying, hey, the coordinators will be there and there will be new shows. And, you know, you have first shot at it.
0: Well, great. And, uh, Hugh, thank you so much. Uh, TheSaintsChicago.org is the website. And I think it would be great for, for people who really want to get involved with theater and don't mind doing a little bit of work, making a commitment. Uh, the payoff is, is very strong. Uh, I appreciate what you guys do and, and thank you for the great interview.
1: Well, good. Thank you for calling us and, uh, having us spread the word. We'll see you at the theater. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Take folks. Take care. Bye bye. Okay.